I was I, I was giving I was giving Griffin a little bit of an outline to it, but it is truly like the definition of like the term entrapment is probably thrown around a lot in terms of like law enforcement and their practices, but this is pretty much like the crystal clear example of it. Um, I'll just I'll read you the title of this article: Undercover FBI agents helped autistic teen plan trip to join ISIS. Four FBI agents posing as posing as ISIS members began chatting online with Hamza Mashkur, I probably mispronounced that, when he was 16 years old. He was arrested on terrorism charges the week after his 18th birthday. So they got this kid who has autism. They chat with him online. They said, "Yo, you should you should join ISIS. That'd be sweet." They and he tried to back out of it like many times. He was like, "No, I don't. I, I don't want to join ISIS. Th no thanks." And they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing him. Then he was like all right, I'll come meet with you guys after his 18th birthday. And then they arrested him right there at the airport. Like, how is that legal? Like, how is that a right. thing? First that of all, does I seem like, like entrapment. Yeah, I, I really just want to make sure I arrest this autistic kid. Yeah, this autistic kid who tried <laughs> to back out of joining ISIS many times. But I'm still going to be like, no, I'm going to ruin his life forever with terrorism. <laughs> it's because he's brown. Is that not literally what entrapment that, is? It is the definition. If, if, I, if I'm that kid's lawyer, 100%, that's what I'm going with because, like, it has to be. It, it honestly, the, the FBI has just been popping off recently in the sense of, like, they did their annual MLK Day post, which will never not be funny because they'll always be like, oh, we, we love MLK. We would have been best friends with them. We said like that. But obviously, in MLK Day's past, specifically on Twitter I'm talking about, there were no community notes. And while community notes are typically, like, far-right nutsos, because that's who Elon kind of aligns himself with. But um, this one actually pulled out was like, well, on several occasions, the FBI tried to discredit and encourage him to video game himself. So I don't know why you're posting this. And then yeah, they went they, back and deleted the post. <laughs> they, they did encourage him to end his own life. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> if there was one, if there was one group or one like agency in general that was like MLK's biggest haters and biggest enemies, it was the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover considered him the most dangerous communist on the planet, <laughs> and to this day, the King family maintains that the FBI did kill him. So, I mean, like, I don't yep. think that the I don't think the FBI should ever be posting anything about MLK unless it's like a sincere apology to the King family. <laughs> Every now and then, there's, like, a Twitter community note that really pops off, and it's just, like, hilarious. Well, I tried, to, I tried to apply to, like, be one of the noters, or whatever you want to call them, everything like that, but they never got back to me. Um, so, I, I guess I'm not part of Elon's crew. They started the background check and Damn. saw one of our episodes, and immediately <laughs> said no. Speaking so truth great. to power is always, is always fun and always super safe, no matter what they tell you. Free, freedom of speech, remember Famously. that. Of course. Speaking yeah. of freedom of speech, <laughs> uh, yes, I made a bit of an oopsie. Not not like a big oopsie, really, but a, a kind of a funny oopsie. Oh um, god! It was like two in the morning, and I was scrolling through Instagram, and I stumbled across a PragerU petition, and no I just way. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I had to I had to answer the poll. It was should kids be allowed at drag shows, and so I answered yes. My answer. My answer was uh, yes, uh, and then my first name was last name you at Tucker Tucker Carlson is gay dot com, um, and I did that for like six different polls, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, and I naming on PragerU. The camera, like immediately. <laughs> well, the second the second one you sent me was, does Israel have the right to defend itself against terrorism? Yeah. And I'm looking at that poll right now, and I'm looking at that image. It's supposed to be like a group of like Hamas members with like the green headband and everything it's like ISIS. that. It's ISIS. But 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 the picture itself it looks like white guys like pretending to be Muslim. Like it, the guys that you can sex. see like at the eyes, it looks like just white dudes. So I don't know what they're trying to do there. That was an APAC one, and then I got one for conservativeamerica.org. <laughs> this one was awesome too. Breaking news. Americans to spend billions on Biden's Obamacare for DACA illegal aliens. Sign up now to stop Biden's socialist agenda. And the picture uh. is just like it's like a mom wheeling her grandma in a wheelchair. <laughs> What's going on? And so I saw like I mean my whole feed is still Prager you things. 
it's so funny. <laughs> and I, I destroyed my feed, and it was so worth it. That's that is worth it to like tank. I I've always wanted to do like the create a burner account or like that just to see how fast I can like fall into like the alt right pipeline. Like my like the good old days when I was back in there. Because like mine is obviously like perma stuck on like just uh Maoist third world is propaganda or whatever like that. But I w- I would love to see the well, the sock count. Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose a couple was, a couple of fun stories for my yeah, <laughs> for our, for our cold open. Welcome back uh, to both of you, to everyone listening, uh, to episode, I wrote it down, 37, uh, our first episode of 2024 of TLGR, Two Lefties Get It Right. We are back once again. We have been gone for about two months, um, taking a little holiday break and everything like that, getting used to getting everything like that back. But now that school is back, uh, that's when we typically are in session, back with season four crazy almost next year or next week a week from today actually next tuesday will be a uh tuesday when recording it will release thursday but next tuesday january 30th will mark the one year anniversary of our show which is insane how fast that 2023 went by and of course dick cheney's birthday which again we'll always share i can't i can't believe i completely unintentionally started the show on dick cheney yes exactly well we will always have dick cheney and us will be like aged together which is fantastic but we are back. Uh, heard a little, a little bit of news in our cold open. Otherwise, just general right-wing nonsense. And we'll, we'll get back to some fun stuff there. But we will start us off today like we always do. Um, this year is no no different. The only difference is it's an even year, which means it's going to be election mania. As we were recording this, the New Hampshire pol- uh, primaries are going on. I have it pulled up. So if any breaking news pops up, if Trump somehow does not win, uh, right now we're at 10%, and he is continually to grow his, his lead over Nimrata, Birdbrain, Haley. So... We shall see there, but I wanted to kick I, us off today. I have just to mentally to process every name that you say because you don't say their actual name or you say their full name. So, it is yes, I don't know who you're Nimrata. talking about. <laughs> Nimrata, Nikki, uh, Rindwa, Rindwa Haley, I believe is how you pronounce it, is her actual name. Yeah. But she uh, goes by Nikki. Yeah, so, and and we believe in gender affirming uh, pronouns and nicknames in this uh, in this community. So, obviously, we'll be referring to her as Nikki. But to any Republican listener that was tempting about about voting for this white woman, she's actually Indian. So, if that impacts you, like it does to some other candidate, but we'll get there. We'll get there later. But uh, kicking us off with uh, with the more sad humanitarian uh, humanitarian news, um, I wanted to give. A little bit of a spiel on what's been going on in Gaza uh, since our last broadcast. It's only gotten worse uh, in the sense for the people on the ground. The overall situation, I am cautiously optimistic over because there is so much international pressure being put onto Israel right now, which makes its genocidal war against the people of Palestine that much harder to wage, even though not really in the sense of the biggest backer, the United States of America. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Makes it still carte blanche. They can do whatever they want with no red lines. Uh, since we uh, since we last uh, left off, the uh, death count is now up to at least 25,000 people have been confirmed killed, 72% of which are women and children. The number, the actual number is expected to be much higher as there are at least 7,000 people trapped under the rubble, which presume dead with no access to food or water. It is estimated at least 85% of Gaza is facing hung- is facing hunger, if not severe hunger. It's actually interesting in the sense of uh, they did a study. Four out of five people, 80% of people in the world that are facing catastrophic levels of hunger are in Gaza right now. This is one of many facts that was brought by where I say that I'm cautious optimistic is because while we were gone, uh, the nation of South Africa uh, brought their case of genocide. Accuse, accusing the state of Israel of genocide to the International Court of Justice, the Interna- the UN's high court, alleging them of genocide. I watched their case live at three in the morning where I was, and it was they truly did lay out fact by fact basis. Because, and they even said most of the time when it comes to genocidal intent, it is very very difficult to prove. It is hard. You have to comb through hours of like endless footage, endless stuff like that to try to pick out the most minutia of details. Unlike the IDF, who regularly likes to brag about their war crimes and loves to continually dehumanize the, the Palestinian people all the way up to obviously the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu referring to well, Amalek. And I, 
I mean, if anybody's going to be an expert on apartheid, it is South Africa. So that's exactly, true. they that's, they got to figure that's out. That's why them, yeah. That's why them bringing the case forward for like basically the entire global South because they have had the backing of the global South is so uniquely special and like just comically like, well, not like, not even comically. It's just a universal justice trying to unseat their evils of the past and work towards like reconciling for the future because. In the words of Nelson Mandela, the terror, the United States terrorists until 2008, um, the, South, the South Africans well, will not be properly free until the Palestinians are free. So there is a long, long-standing history between them and, uh, and the Palestinians and solidarity, as well as the Irish. They also know the faces of apartheid or British occupation. Again, this is the year, though, 2024, according to Star Trek, is when the Irish reunification is coming, so... Let's we shall hope. see how God I hope so. I, 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 would, I do too. I would acquire I would drink myself to death on Guinness if the Irish were reunified <laughs> this year. So Yes. I, I obviously we, we all stand for Irish unification and emancipation from their British overlords. Because I mean it's the British, for God's sake. You guys know they are two different countries, right? Uh, but Northern, I- Northern Ireland and Ireland. Northern Ireland is still occupied by the uh, United Kingdom. That's considered like the UK still, or is considered uh-huh. Britain, even though it's the nation Belfast of Ireland. Belfast will be fine. Nick, are you anti? Are you anti Irish reunification? I, you can't drink Irish car bombs at the anti Irish reunification. Okay, it's Ex- not allowed. Exactly. <laughs> like, so so anti Irish. The case brought before the ICJ with South Africa is obviously a very a very good thing in ter- in the terms of obviously I have eyes and ears so I know that they are committing a genocide but to prove that in the legal court we'll see now the interesting thing about that case is technically the ICJ has no enforcement mechanism because it's run through the Security Council and the United States has a uh, vice grip on the testicles of the Security Council with its ve- with its permanent veto power but even if they are what they're asking, so I want to clarify this in the sense of for anyone that doesn't know, the, South Africa is not trying to prove that Israel is committing a genocide right now. The actual outcome of the case is likely to take years because genocide cases do take a very long time. What they're trying, what they're asking for right now, when they had their or, oral argument at the middle at the uh, beginning of January, when they were asking for they were asking for provisional measures, which basically means that if there is uh, jurisdiction of the court to rule on it, which there is because they are both signatories to the Genocide Convention. And if there is probable cause that genocidal acts are being committed, then the court will have the authority to institute provisional measures, ordering the Israeli military to stop uh, to stop its operations and go from there. And again, without the enforcement mechanism, there is the possibility that Israel just disregards it if the United States allows them to. But it's kind of hard to... A very high pub- possibility. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to publicly say, at least like domestically, if like Joe Biden was to run on I'm the reasonable candidate, but even though the ICJ said my guys are committing genocide, we're gonna keep going. So that's where like the domestic politics, especially within some of these other nations, will be it's really something. And in terms of super villainness, if there is a rogue state, if there is a super villain of the world, Benjamin Netanyahu and Israel are really fulfilling that role right now. Because after uh, South Africa brought its case and did its oral argument. Israel responded. Bibi went on a Twitter binge and made this whole long case of basically outlining the case that South Africa made and was basically bragging like, yeah, we did that, but it's a good thing, actually. Like, what about October 7th? Did you condemn Hamas yet? To the point where he... To the, to the point where he actually literally tweeted, nobody will stop us, not the Hague, not the uh, axis of evil, or whatever like that. I'm going to say one thing. If you're tweeting that nobody, not the Hague, will stop us, you're not on the right side. You are actively not on the right side. You never have to defend yourself if you're worried that the Hague is going to stop you. <laughs> that is just comic levels of evil. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. Philadelphia's best. But he's from Philly. He's Polish, but yeah, he is from Philadelphia. <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu. He, he, that's not even his. That's not even his original name. He changed it to sound more Israeli when he moved there. But, um, in more re- Benjamin in, Johnson. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. But it was not Netanyahu. Uh, in more in the more recent news, and I'll, I'll wrap it up with this though. Uh, I believe it was two days ago. It was sometime over the weekend. Hamas did offer a full binding ceasefire to Israel. 
Um, they had offered to exchange every remaining hostage in Gaza to actually help bring war criminals to justice, like to investigate and everything like that, to, like of their own members uh, of the October 7th, because they released a statement of why October 7th happened and what their goals of this whole mil- of the Al-Aqsa flood operation have been. And they offered the full binding ceasefire completely to stop if the genocide was to end and they were to get in exchange every single Palestinian I say "quote unquote" prisoner because a lot of them are children who have who are tried in military court with a ninety nine percent conviction rate for things as little as throwing stones at IDF soldiers or tanks. So they can they can obviously Israel will call them terrorist prisoners, but they're they're hostages in all in all sense of it. So basically, Hamas was saying, "We will lay down our arms. We will give you all of our. We will give you all of our." Give all the hostages back. We'll help you find them, and we will even help prosecute our own guys. If you get if you stop bombing us to oblivion and we and you release all of our prisoners, of course Benjamin Netanyahu said no to the and Benjamin Netanyahu specifically is so unpopular in Israel right now. Um, over eighty percent of people think that he should resign or they should hold elections um, to get a new prime minister and a new cabinet in general because of the war cabinet's atrocious handling of this. The, uh, most vocally enough, actually, of the group of people that are disapproving of his handling of the war, and I say war just because that's what what people are choosing to call it. I choose it to call it genocide. But his handling of the war in the Israeli domestic politics is so crucially underapproved of with the members of the Israeli hostage members' families. Because if I'm if if my family member was taken hostage by Hamas, how to get them back is not by shelling the shit out of them, is not by bombing them to oblivion. Because to get hostages back, you need to stop bombing them you need to like realize that the more you bomb city blocks the higher likelihood is those people are under those city blocks getting killed as well like there's been like we obviously know of a couple months ago of the idf killing the three uh hostages that it like had escaped waving a white flag begging for help in hebrew they shot them deliberately or they shot them and killed them but we also know that at least two dozen hostages have been killed and obviously israel is saying it was hamas but if it was Hamas, A, why wouldn't they film it? And B, why would they do that? Because they lose more leverage. So it's more likely, based off of like statistical probability, that they were killed in involvement of Israeli airstrikes because they've been destroying all of Gaza. It's an estimated up to 90% of, of, standing, of standing buildings are damaged and 75% are destroyed entirely. 1.9 million people displaced. 85% without uh, stable enough food. As it goes on, if people are still uncomfortable taking a side in this at, at a certain point, that's going to be on your conscience to live with for the rest of your life. At the end of the day, you can lie and say you are on the right side of history, but living in the digital age, we kind of know where your people's positions are. So I guess, that's where I'll leave it. That's where I'll leave that today. But I will continue. We will continue to update as it proceeds from there. But it's a very grim situation, except for a couple of notable court cases, including the ICC against uh, Israeli President Isaac Herzog, brought from Switzerland and Indonesia, which is actually bringing a case to the ICJ over the 75 years of occupation, like illegal occupation of the Palestinian land. So a couple of notable things there, but we will we'll keep you updated as it goes. Moving on to more fun domestic stuff. As I mentioned, it is 2024 now. It's an election year, baby. Election mania is so back, and domestic politics is so back. This is the every every four years, people act like they always gave a shit about politics, except for the nerds that like us that truly did. But we are so we are so back. As as I mentioned earlier, as we were recording this, and the New Hampshire primaries are going on, and right now Trump is holding a lead with twelve percent of the vote coming in, and we will he is likely to win it. But stop the count. Who knows? Stop yeah, the who, count. Who knows? Who knows? In terms of uh, election news that's already happened, last week was the Iowa caucus, the Republican caucus. The Democrats opted out as they have an incumbent. And little Rhonda uh, came in second place after spending $130 million and 235 campaign stops. Came in second place by over t- oh, by over 10 points. I think it was actually over by t- 30 points because Trump won uh, the Iowa caucus with over 50% of the vote. Ron DeSantis came in second place with 20-something percent, and Nikki Haley came in like a point and a half under him with not spending that much money or that much time in Iowa. Ron risked it all on Iowa. He bet he bets, bet it all on Iowa, and he got completely destroyed, which resulted in him leaving the entire Republican primary and dropping out of the race less than a week later. So good. So and good. of course, and of course, he endorsed Trump immediately because he's a great guy and he and he has a spine. Absolutely, I actually, he I actually read to get off his tiptoes. Yeah. He got to, he got to let his heels down. He's doing better. He did, he did get to let his heels down. 
He could actually stop talking to human beings because that's what he really wants to do. Oh, they just they just called the uh, New Hampshire Democratic primary. Surprise, surprise. Joe Biden won with his write-in campaign, which basically means the Marianne Williamson campaign is over. But not that it ever had any momentum to begin with. It was never going to begin with. No, she popped up on TikTok for like a couple weeks and then it went nowhere from there. Which yeah. is honestly, honestly, it was really surprising is actually how much momentum apparently Dean Phillips has been gaining. He's actually been pulling in like the 20 or 30 percent in the Democratic primary. Representative Minnesota did just have the ultimate kiss of death on his campaign because he had a meeting with Andrew Yang, the Yang gangers out in New York, and said that he's considering a no labels run for president instead of a Democratic one. The forward party instead of the not left, not right, forward. Andrew Yang uh, so is that's the most lib thing you could say. <laughs> yeah, a exactly. Andrew Yang is insufferable. He's just ugh, so disgusting, like just so annoying. The Dean Phillips campaign running for the Democratic primary, at least for now, is interesting in the sense of it has a little bit of momentum, I guess, even though it has not really a whole lot of chance. It's going, unfortunately enough, Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nomination, albeit unless there is a health complication or he dies. As of right now, that's what's looking like. And the saddest part too, even if that's the case, the Democratic Party, as idiotic as they are and has out disconnected with their voter base as they are they would somehow think that well he died let's put up harris that, that that's just the next conclusion even though Thanks. arguably Everybody arguably yeah, arguably harris would probably do even worse somehow than genocide joe right now they're gonna uh, kennedy it back they're gonna win he, it back he, he's still running. He's still running as an independent, and he's actually polling decently in New in Nevada. I, I saw he's polling at like fourteen percent Nevada as an independent, which is crazy. Same with he's Nebraska polling, too. He's polling better than any independent has in I think like thirty years or something. I can't believe he's polling better than RFK. That's what that's what we're talking about. Is RFK? Oh, I thought you were talking about Dean still. No, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, RFK as an no, independent RFK is doing might actually. He could pull votes from both sides too, which is interesting. Yeah, it's it's more likely to pull votes from Trumpers, like is is what the is what the early polling and early data is showing. But he definitely could pull votes from both sides, and the well, I, I I hold true to the only the only reason he's pulling that high in general as an independent is it's his last name. He's a Nepo baby. He's a Kennedy for God's sake. He's so I don't understand why he's taking votes mainly from Republicans because he was running as a Democrat before he decided to go independent. Yeah, but then he started going like really anti-vax and conspiratorial in general. Like he, his his whole like mode of like oh, it's the deep state. It's the deep state trying to take us off, and the COVID was created by the Ashkenazi Jews. Like that kind of stuff. Like kind of goes towards the more hogs of the world than the libs. Because as much as the libs might believe that, they can't openly say it. They have to hide behind the sheer of like right. progressive values. First of all, speaking of Jews, real quickly. The Jew the tunnel. Tunnels, the tunnels. <laughs> I saw the tweet. The guy who tweeted, "There are Jews under my floor." <laughs> All right. For those of you who haven't seen, this is the funniest that's probably ever happened in the state of New they, York. In the state of New York, yeah. In, in the state of New York, there was a, a, a synagogue, and uh, the Jews were digging a tunnel. I don't really know why they were digging the tunnel, but that's not really important. Jews were digging as, the tunnel. As far as, I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, I could be wrong on this. As far as I'm aware, it was because during COVID, uh, the government shut down, like, access to that synagogue. So, like, people wouldn't go there and, like, spread COVID. And they were like, no, no, we need to go there. So, we're going to, like, tunnel under and get in. Yeah. As far as so I'm aware, I could be wrong. They, yeah, they're tunneling under these, like, apartment buildings. And this guy tweets out. And he's like, there are Jews <laughs> digging a tunnel underneath my apartment. And everyone's like, shut up, you're crazy. And he's like, I'm not crazy. They're, I don't have a basement, and they're digging a tunnel under my apartment. They're like, how do you know they're Jews? They're speaking Yiddish. <laughs> and there was a tunnel. There was. There was a tunnel. Yes, there, it's it's an awesome video for you if you haven't seen it. Just look it up on Twitter or whatever it is. But no, they they quite literally, they did pull out dozens of Jewish rabbis and Jewish men, Jewish men out of this tunnel. 
and That's then so they funny. sealed it up so they could let the boys have fun. It is, yeah. Everybody's calling the guy like a crazy guitarist theory. It's like, well, yeah, shut up. Okay, guy. Like, it was just such a random, like, random addition to my timeline that day. I would never have anticipated that at all. It was really, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Not on my bingo card. No, no, it was not for mine. What was on my bingo card, however, was Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, he is now also out of the Republican nomination, or Republican primary. Uh, after he had an abysmal showing in Iowa, I think he got like maybe 10% of the vote. I don't even know if it was that high. It might have been 8%. And what was really holding him back, his wife did a survey. And his wife is definitely more white passing than he is. By every She's definitely not like white at all, but she's white, more white passing than than Vivek is and she went around and asked him like what's the biggest reason you're not voting for Vivek Ramaswamy and she interviewed this like older couple and he was and she was like well now I'm not saying it was me of course but I've, I've heard it's because people think he's a Muslim and like after 9-11 it just it just traumatized me bad <laughs> and he and he came out with a statement saying I can't believe how many people are not voting for me because of my race, my religion, or my last name. Brother, you are running in the, the wrong, wrong field. You are running in the wrong field for that one, man. The, the wrong country, frankly. Yeah, the wrong side of the wrong country. Exactly. Uh, this is this is a great Hassan take in the sense of Americans have a problem on their hands in the sense of they don't know how to be racist towards Indian people because half of them will think that they're Muslim or will just think brown terrorist whatever but some of them will also call them Mexicans or like just Latinos in general like they just don't know how to be racist towards Indian people and as India I will I will make this prediction the TLGR prediction. As India continues to as continues to grow its power struggle or its power on the world stage right now, I believe it's the third largest economy in the world, and it's projected to be number one or two, toppling the U.S. by 2050. As it continues to climb and compete with the United States, we're gonna hear so much like the DLC of racism is coming so hard, and it is going to be the most anti-Indian. Like we're gonna hear some crazy ass like new slur dropped a hundred percent. Yeah, new slur reveal too. one million percent racism back racism is so back like some would say it would never some would say it, it never, never left it but never left <laughs> yeah it's gonna be the new china yeah exactly super tuesday and then uh new and election news uh obviously when most states have their primaries unfortunately not wisconsin so i still have to wait longer than that but super tuesday is about a month out at this point the beginning of march which is interesting to see we will see if that truly does solidify the biden trump rematch that a surveyed 87 percent of voters do not want to see again honestly i think there should be a mechanism in place if that mo if that much of a person like percentage of like people polled say that they don't want those two candidates it should just be automatic like they're not allowed <laughs> like I, I don't know like but call it call it a dictatorship let's just do it like it shouldn't happen because like the republican party if 87 percent of people don't want to see this rematch because it, suck, it sucked in the first place i feel like the mechanism that should be in place should just be like oh yeah we're not gonna run the same guy Exactly. <laughs> you don't know what's like because what that's happening with these Republicans is they're being pulled in the sense of like, oh, you want Trump, right? <laughs> they're not like, oh, who do you want to run? They're saying like, you want Trump, right? So in the sense of like, let's just if I'm the Republican Party, even if it's if he's being considered consi consistently pulled high, I'm just going like, to kind of like disregard the will of the voters and be like, listen, I know best. I don't want this guy anymore. You don't want this guy anymore. It's time to move on. <laughs> but that's just me. It's 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 gearing up to be another Biden Biden Trump rematch, and it's not going to be good. But the question I have for both of you, obviously there are no wrong answers. This is a prediction episode. Who do you think Donald Trump's running mate is going to be as of January twenty third, twenty twenty four? Doug Jedediah Burgum <laughs> on the ultimate I, comeback, return to the spotlight. If it's Doug, if it's Doug, know. it's game over. He wins. Yeah, it's, it's wins all fifty over. states. Yep. Don't. Nikki Haley. Now, Nikki Haley has... the most sense, probably. Yeah, it would um, make the most sense. Now, she has said that she will not be his VP. Like, I don't know. That's, that's not... I think it's going to be a complete outside player. Nobody who's, like, even like, being mentioned. You can excuse me, like, off... <laughs> he just runs by himself. No running mate. <laughs> he might. <laughs> My my thoughts off the street. my thoughts are the insiders are saying right now that it's either it's likely to be a New York politician is what I've heard latest from the Trump campaign because I follow that mania for a lot of reasons. 
George Santos, George Santos, Exa George Santos. Exactly. We can hope there is a chance. There is a universe out there where it could be second in line. I'm voting for him. I'm sorry. I, I don't make the rules here. I have to. You have to. Dude, we can have a gay man in the White House. Because the Santos trial starts in September, and I don't know about I don't know about open and shut cases. I'm no I'm no big city lawyer or nothing, but it's kind of an open and <laughs> shut case. So I would expect uh, a conviction or like the end of the case probably by mid October or early November, and then obviously the sentencing following that, which I expect he'll probably serve like a light prison sentence or he'll maybe maybe he'll plea bargain to like house arrest or something like that, but. If he's vice president, just ask Donnie for a pardon and he calls it a day. Big Don, give me up here. So, my my, per, my, <laughs> my my serious prediction as of now, uh, from what I've seen from the Trump campaign, is Ben Carson, the Trump's former HUD secretary. Ew, you can't if, go from a HUD to vice president. <laughs> The only reason I say that is because obviously Ben Carson has been dick riding Trump for the last four years. Literally, even during January sixth, he was like, "He did nothing wrong. He's he's fine." Uh, that he's got a decent backing and like just circles are like that and diversity hire. He's a black man. If if Biden's got a black VP, Trump needs a black VP kind of thing. I don't know. Or or another another prominent frontrunner right now is Elise Stefanik, even though Trump can't pronounce her last name, which is hilarious. He calls her Stefanik. Elise Stefanik. And honestly, I wouldn't change, be... changed Harris's race six or seven times since she ran or started she, running as VP. She, she is the ultimate different nationality yeah. every time. <laughs> every time there's yeah every every time there's a month or a day to celebrate, she is conveniently a part or has a very close connection to that group. Like immediately after October seventh, she's like. The wife of a Jewish man. I, I, I feel the heart. I feel it so hard. Or like Pacific <laughs> Islander month, Latino month, uh, black month. She's like, part Ukrainian somehow. Honestly, I, w I wouldn't be surprised. Like she she does kind of have like she's connect collecting the rings of power over here. <laughs> <laughs> My whole stance on third. I wanted to talk a little bit about third party voting because as we're obviously we were just talking about how 87 percent of the of the of the country surveyed or like polled at least does not want these candidates to run again. So the question still remains, is the, this the election where a third-party mass mobilization campaign can happen? Should it happen? And just if there were to be a third-party candidate that you would back, who do you think it would be? I, we'll start with Nick. Let's give you a shot. Kennedy. And you know why? I don't care about the conspiracy theory stuff. It's it, We're at a point in the American government where everybody has something to worry about them. So you have to take the good with the bad. And in my, what's most important to me right now and in the next four years is the housing market. And he's the only person that I've heard even have a plan to solve that godforsaken a, crisis. I, I, it's a good take because I think Kennedy also in terms of like how third party candidates goes has the best shot simply off a of name value. I like he's recognizable. He's been in the spotlight a lot, way, way more than any other third candidate really ever has been. It's hit. So and and this is a, a historically shit election. So if anybody's got a chance. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean if it meant no Trump or Biden, I would vote for Robert Kennedy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like for me personally. Uh I will interrupt here in the sense of some breaking news. Donald Trump has won, as according to NBC, has projected winning the New Hampshire primary. Oh, they called huh. it too early. Stolen. Election with stolen. With 17% of the vote in, it has been called for Donald stolen. Genius Trump. They stole it. They Dude, stole the called in, called in his buddy Putin. Oh, you know what I saw in the news recently? Uh, did you see that Putin is, like, claiming that Alaska claiming still belongs Alaska. to Russia? Yeah. I did see that, yeah. Alaska to America was illegal and that it's technically now considered occupied territory. Yeah, Which, you know, I, you know, you based like Alaska reunification, <laughs> it's Russian it's we've had it for too long. Let's go. <laughs> there will never be a it, <laughs> like, there will never there will never be a time when Alaska Russia conversation happens when I don't immediately think of Sarah Palin <laughs> during the 2012 uh, vice presidential or 2008 vice president presidential campaign she ran with John McCain, or you know. You can see you can see Russia from Alaska, you know. So so good. She's like, I can see it from my house. Is there 
is that technically true because of yeah, like two I islands way if out? If you went the... to the very, very end of like the Aleutian Islands and had binoculars, you could probably see some island that belonged to Russia. Because even even like the strait between like the two points, isn't that still like the, the thirty miles? Like, yeah, I think it's the Bering Strait is longer than you can see because of the it's curve like of the Earth. Miles, yeah, that... well, let me Google Earth this bitch. That that is uh, the Sarah Palin quote that I always go back to. But incredible, Haley is claiming that she is not dropping out of the race. She claims the race is far from over. Okay, Haley. <laughs> at this at this point, Haley, this, this is where that she had her greatest momentum with uh, Governor Chris Sununu in- endorsing her and the general like media darling that she has claimed to be. Because of that, um, like this was her best chance, and the fact that she has lost this leads to me believing that Donald Trump will win all 50 states primaries because it is very clear in the Republican base that they want him to run and they want him to win. So at this point, uh, you might as well lock it up. Barring barring legal challenges that Donald Trump still has to go through between now and November, Donald Trump will most likely be the Republican nomination. And to which point I will admit that I was wrong because I, do, I did not think that was going to happen. But I still have my outdoor or my back door in the sense of he still has quite a few hoops legally to jump through between now and November. So a lot can happen. Can you find out? Do you find out how long the the Bering Strait is or how wide it is? I, my hypothesis is I'm seeing this cluster of two the Diomede Islands and then another small one that's like halfway in between, but they're really close to each other. So I'm guessing one of them is American and one of them is Russian. It's kind of my guess. Your geography looking ass. Isn't that what you're studying? Goddamn. No, but, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, one thing I did want geography major. What a nerd. One one thing I did want to mention with it's like third. Twenty three <laughs> miles like my balls. Not, not, yeah. not <laughs> that's that's from the Iowa to Russia. That's not back to the Dean. But Elon Musk imagine? would be in the cabinet of the White House. Elon. Well, they have to be approved by the Senate. <laughs> they, they do, and unfortunately, he probably would be. Because because the the rate that it's looking right now, if somehow Dean Phillips was to win. You'd probably have roughly the same Senate, if not more Republican flips, because it would just be Democrat probably. Because if Dean Phillips somehow gets the nomination, I think you'll have more Democrats show up than if than, than if Biden is, because obviously the no incumbency advantage, like the assumed win, everything like that. And I think Biden is dragging a lot of voter voter turnout away from the Democratic Party right now. But if Dean Phillips was to somehow get it, I think that you'd have roughly the same Senate, maybe a couple Republican pickups, so they would have the majority. And the Republicans love Elon Musk, so there's a there's a chance that they would they would confirm. I honestly have no idea. He's he would be. Uh, don't maybe don't you dare from, don't you dare dick ride Elon to my no, face no, no, right I now. I don't think he would be good. I was looking at all the positions at the list of them. Like, which one of these would he even be remotely qualified for? And commerce and energy are the only two where I'm like, maybe. I'm with, and the only problem with the energy one is they're also responsible for our nuclear weapons. Well, that's not a problem at all. He no, sorry, you're right. In rockets. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I'm gonna nuke the moon. I was eating some crackers. Uh, no swearing. Oh, no swear. Yeah, no, no slurs on the program. Goddamn. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Did you use Fine. like a really terrible euphemism at the beginning? I, I heard something where I'm like, that's not the right word, but I never brought it up. Did I use a euphemism? I don't think so. The only other thing that I wanted to talk about news-wise for the remainder of the show in the sense of... Uh... Oh, actually, I'll start with Congress, and then I'll go on to the actual like last story that I want to talk about. But uh, So the 118th session of Congress is now officially halfway done. Um, they got through... They finished out 2023 as marked as the least productive session since the Great Depression. They only passed, I believe, nice. 35, 35 bills, 18 of which, or it was, um, it was a majority. I know that a majority of which were not substantive. They were just declarations of like, uh, oh, we I, stand with I this. Cut you off or... Really quick, Nick, lift that cup back up. It is a frozen cup. It's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, I just saw that quickly out of the corner of my eye, and I had to had to draw attention to it. That, no, no that's sister, that is far more important. My sister and my stepdad went to Disney on Ice back when it was in Minnesota, and they got two of those like you know the the, the cups they give out at like baseball games or football yeah. games are really thick plastic. They got a pair of those, and I stole them both. Based. Oh yeah. Uh, you used to admit to fraud live on uh, air, so I will have to di- I will have to report you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Theft, theft, theft. You're going to jail. Petty theft. Yep. Actually, yep. these might be collectibles now. 
no longer in manufacturing. Yeah, limited edition. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they basically did nothing. Recently, uh, and by recently I mean this last Friday, they have still continued to not fund uh, the government for a whole year. They have passed their third stopgap funding measure for 2024, which at this point, that's just how it's going to be. They're just not going to pass a bill to to fund the whole year of government. So it's funded through March now to avoid a partial government Hmm. shutdown that would have happened on on Friday. In passing this bipartisan uh, stopgap short uh, spending measure, uh, House Republicans are extremely mad at their freakazoid of a speaker, Mike Johnson. And they're they're so mad at him, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, recently ousted uh, House or Freedom Caucus member, is threatening to oust him just as they did to Kevin McCarthy in October. But the saddest part of that statement is moderate Democrats have already said that they would save his job. I asked them, why? Why, why, why would you do that? Why would you ever give a win? Compromise. Oh, my God. Like, it's just the, how bad they are at politics makes me so mad because always, always ask yourself, would the Republicans do the same thing? No, they wouldn't. They the would bury you. They, they would absolutely bury them and just, like, press fund and raise all over, all off of it. Because that's all you can do is say... They couldn't even. They couldn't even keep it together. They ousted two speakers in six months. Like, but we'll, we'll keep keep an update on that. I really hope that he does get ousted because again, he's a freakazoid and does not deserve to hold that cavil by any means. We we shall see um, what happens with that going forward. I don't expect a whole lot out of this year's worth of Congress. They've basically already said that they're going to continue to destroy the federal government uh, throughout the legislative body. They have no plans to do anything because, as Trump has said, he really hopes that the economy collapses in the next uh, eight months so he can get elected – or the next 11 months so he can get elected again. Mike Johnson has also said he really hopes to, like, keep the border open, quote-unquote, so that way it can be open, which, as the White House and the Senate, controlled by Democrats, by the way, continues to negotiate with a border, like, ceiling deal is so disgusting because all you're doing is capitulating to the Republicans on an issue that isn't even real. Immigration has never been a problem in America. Immigration is the backbone of the American economy. And the fact that we have pushed so far rightward because of the ratchet effect over the last 60 years, that now the left party is considering it a absolute threat that the border is surging open with thousands of people is ridiculous, racist, and gross. Even the disgraced John Fetterman, who I will always be so sad that I supported and actually gave money to get a sticker out of. He duped us so hard. He did dupe a claim that he's not a progressive, even though he ran a progressive campaign and openly said that he was a progressive and like got called out immediately on it. Every time that he opens his mouth now, Fox News is like, oh my God, he's such a great guy now. And like he's literally said, his wife, who is an immigrant, and he ran on immigration reform, is now saying that the border is not the border is unsecure and the border is absolutely a problem. And we need to close the border and detain all these people. Even Project Democrat on Twitter was boasting about how under the Biden administration they've actually, like, despite what Republicans say, under the Biden administration we've actually expelled more migrants than under the Trump administration. That's not a flex. That is not a flex you should be bragging about. The whole point of the mod or the compassionate party that's supposed to be the Democrats is you're actually supposed to not do that. You're supposed to look at the human level of these policy costs, not saying, oh, we kicked, we kicked them out. You should be doing that. You're never going to outrace the Republicans. You're never going to be able to do that. They have more experience than you. They're better at it. They have more money to do it. You're never going to be able to win those voters over. But He's right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great rant. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's just, it's been boiling. And the last bit of news uh, I wanted to talk about today is another bit of bombshell breaking news that happened while we were on break. Uh, and that involves the financier and alleged Mossad CIA asset, Jeffrey Jebediah Epstein. That, okay, that is my favorite <laughs> clip ever from the Conan podcast. <laughs> Jeff Epstein, the financier yeah. from New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, uh, he had an island. What, what do you think about it? <laughs> I think I would know if Jeff Epstein was dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, uh... Allegedly killed himself, but he's like, no, Jeff Epstein's alive. <laughs> let me call. Let me call his friend, okay? <laughs> yes. Her name? It's, it's Galane, Ma- Galane Maxwell. Yeah, Galane. Let me yeah. let me call Jelaine. 
<laughs> you can't call her. She's in federal prison. Jelaine? For for sac- for child sex trafficking. She gets out in 2034. I love uh, Conan. Oh, Conan's so good. Over break, they uh, re- the judge unsealed the names of 150 associates of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. That was from a 2016 lawsuit by the Miami Herald, uh, trying to get these names. Pu- they've been trying to get these public names public for a while now, and the judge finally unsealed them. It was about 150 names, some of them known, some of them unknown, some of them alleging more details that we did not know beforehand. Specifically, calling out the former uh, president Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton has always been known to be a very close friend of Jeffrey Epstein. But specifically, one of the testimonies of the victims uh, of, remember, child sex trafficking, she had said that uh, Bill Clinton likes them young, referring to girls, which is so disgusting and gross. And the fact that he will never face any criminal prosecution over it is also disgusting and gross. Uh, Donald Trump (laughs) was obviously named several times because he's also a big buddy of him so he's bipartisan yeah. jeffrey epstein was a bipartisan sex trafficker remember the spirit of compromise <laughs> he's the ultimate centrist the ultimate liberal <laughs> yes exactly he's uh, just uh, embracing the truest form of capitalism okay he's selling to the highest bidder exactly alan dershowitz the dersh was also alleged to have committed acts uh with with minors the most famous name to be uh unearthed that was not really known beforehand was stephen hawking <laughs> <laughs> who had spent time on Little St. James in the Caribbean. And, uh, what was he doing on that island, Cameron? <laughs> well, we know we don't know this for sure, obviously, because he's dead and he can't defend himself, and there's never been any criminal charges against him. But what is alleged that his uh, sexual fantasy of choice while he was on Little St. James, a.k.a. Little St. Jeff's, Jeffrey Epstein's private island, was that his fetish of choice was that, I honestly don't know the politically correct term, but I will just quote the quote-unquote, midgets that would do math problem too high so they would have to stand on tiptoes. That is what Stephen Hawking was into. What is... I don't know what to say. It's, no, it's... I can imagine that. I mean, it's weird. It's got to be a power fetish, right? Yeah, but how, how does one <laughs> such as Stephen Hawking get their rocks off, right? Like, you That's can't... That's a good question. You can't no, I... do it the normal way right and i feel like butt stuff wouldn't really work either because you can't feel that either so like is it all in the head like uh, i guess well there is a thing too the ears are erogenous zone so it might have been some like ear fondling kind of thing i i don't know (laughs) what do you what do you math problems than the other one you come rub his ears please and I, and I will say <laughs> Stephen Hawking has been known to be a sexual deviant like for a long time I want to point something out in the sense of in I just looked this up I want to get the year right in 2006 Stephen Hawking who at this point was in his wheelchair was uh, was it was dealing with MS and obviously was bilaterally disabled while he's in that state he still found time and the ability to cheat on and divorce his wife so he could cheat with his nurse and then get married to her. What? Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, he was also known in that condition, but uh go crazy. He also was known to have enlarged genitalia. I'll I'll say it. I'll leave it at that. Is what the rumor was that it was he was kind of packing down there. <laughs> uh, am I mistaken? Can you feel it? It just doesn't function, or can you not feel it either? I'm not going to pretend that I'm an MS expert or uh, just I an expert in Google this. <laughs> yeah. First you first you ruined your phone with PragerU, and now you're going to ruin your computer by looking up this. Look, Don't no type Rule Thirty Four. It's ruining it. Stephen Hawking Rule Thirty Four. Oh, I just thought of a really f***ed up Rule 34 recently. I didn't look it up because I was at school. Okay, so MS is known to cause or worsen erectile dysfunction, but it is not guaranteed. Okay, so, so it, it could have still worked. Is there still feeling? Like, I was under the impression that you could f- stab somebody that had that in the thigh and they wouldn't, like, feel it. Or hardly at all. Uh, I am not an expert. <laughs> We'll have, I mean, to, I, we'll have to call to yeah. our panel. We'll have to send out send out the call to any of our well, listeners. If anyone knows about MS, please DM us. Please let us know. We won't, These are expert medical us. questions we need to know. It's it's most likely that I'm just dumb as hell, and I have a totally <laughs> terrible misconception of how that works. But, yeah, I don't know. I want to make sure don't that know. it was... 
Oh, it wasn't. He doesn't have MS. It was ALS. That's my bad. Uh, I thought. I thought it was oh, MS. Cameron. But... Right, so, 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 yeah. Going back to the drawing board. <laughs> does ALS prevent someone from getting their rocks off? These are the questions that we need answered. These, on these are the very important medical questions that that hinder our geopolitical understanding of the world on this podcast. And the fact that Griffin is staring so so intently makes me very scared. <laughs> He's reading. I can see the focus. I can sense it. Apparently, it has no effect on the sex organs. There you go. There you go. Stephen so Hawking he was fine. He was fine. He, he do be fine. You know, so there you go. <laughs> Sometimes you comedy go. is like a precursor to the truth. And, like, it will never, like, not be funny. Like, uh, superhero movie, like those spoof movies, like the superhero one with Drake Bell. They literally did have that basically that same joke with Stephen Hawking just being like a sexual pervert or whatever like that. And like the fact that it came out like 16 years before all this just makes it so much more like so much funnier. So and like because at the time, obviously, he was still alive and everyone was like, oh, my God, how could you dare make fun of him? But like that's kind of how you ruin your legacy really quick is like being like an associate of Jeffrey Epstein. And like really man, like you have the most precious scientific mind of your entire generation and like your legacy was like you cemented as like the guy who fought through all of this and was still like a committed atheist and blah blah blah, all this like that i did see this analysis too maybe for anyone that like me believes and wants there to be time travel this might be the reason why no one showed up to his time travel party because they knew that's a good point why why would they go to his party there could have been some weirdos jeffrey epstein could have been there we don't we don't know so, <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, the time travel hope in me is still alive. And that's why they didn't go to Stephen Hawking's party. Um, that, that is, yeah, so Everybody's just yeah. going to forget about him and not go to his party. Exactly, exactly. So maybe I'll send out the invites and maybe I'm – maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. But, if you can time travel in the future and you're watching this, uh, tune into the next episode and uh, leave a comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if, yeah. If this makes it and is still relevant in the year 2124, please let us know in the comments. The fact that you think that the planet will still be around in 100 years shows a lot of optimism, Nick. I, I appreciate that. Gosh, I'll be here. What does it matter? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But that was a uh, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about today. If there's anything else you guys want to touch on before we call it, I think we're about an hour. No, I'm 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 great. Okay. Well, we have we are back. We will be back next week. Uh, going forward, we'll be, we'll be trying to release on a Thursday schedule. Obviously, we're going to break that pattern for next week already because why set a schedule if you're not going to break it already? But with uh, scheduling stuff like that, we will most likely be recording on Tuesday, so we'll have the news up until Tuesday for our recordings, and then it will release Thursday, and then next week we'll cover, obviously, Wednesday on. Next week, expected episode probably by next Friday, if not Saturday, and then we will move on from there, proceeding on Thursdays. But this has been Two Lefties Get It Right. I've been Cameron. I've been Griffin. Um, you have been. I've been Nick. You could have written anyone. Vermin, Vermin could have won. Vermin could have won, and he probably did. They probably stole it from him, but yeah, we'll did. leave it at that. Probably. All right, we'll see you next week.